Hi there, my name is Eli, and you're listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast, hosted by my big bro, Nate Burdine, where he speaks about the now generation, Jesus, and everything in between. Enjoy the show, and thanks for watching. Hey there, and welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. We're back, we're back, we're back. And today I'm going to talk about Endgame, um, how it's the greatest movie of all time. It's going to be non-spoilery a little bit. Uh, Actually, no, it will be non-spoilery, so I won't give any major plot points. But I will talk about the Endgame and why I enjoyed it so much and why if you're not planning to see it, you should go see it. Uh, And then I'll talk about the NFL Draft and my thought not my thoughts on the NFL Draft, but um, some... Some spiritual side of the NFL draft and also um, some funny parts of the NFL draft. Uh, and then our lead well young leader topic will be today. Um, I'll be talking about no one ever taught us. And what I mean by that is I feel like often we we teach kids how to follow, how to, how to say Jesus's name and how to speak the language. But we don't teach them how to actually live this life out and actually live this life in rhythms and and, and to truly follow Jesus. What I mean by no one ever taught us is I believe if I didn't have a mentor in my life that actually taught me uh, the ways to live and how to be, um, I don't know if I'd be where I'm at and where I'm at. So what we're going to talk about is no one ever taught us. Um, And it'll kind of be, I'm going to try something different. It'll kind of be like a narrative or kind of a story uh, of my life and talking about how I feel like uh, until I found the correct mentors in my life, uh, no one ever taught me. No one ever taught me what the gospel is. You know what I'm saying? And so, not that the gospel was never taught to me, but I don't know. I just feel like we we don't talk about that enough. And so, we'll get into that. So, that would be like a narrative weird thing, but let's get into the episode. Avengers Endgame is the greatest movie of all time. If you have beef against that, you're tripping. Okay? So, this 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 universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I'm about to nerd out for a couple for a couple minutes. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has been the greatest connectings and uses of actors and makings of movies that I've ever seen. Right? And I liken it to I compare it to the Star Wars franchise. Like when we look about the Star Wars franchise, 70s, 80s, 90s, like, and even now when it, they started making the end of the saga, like as you can see, people love this, love Star Wars. It's a part of pop culture. People bring it up. It's just, it's just funny. It's funny how we've latched on to, to that culture and basically, I mean, essentially to how we've latched on to that movie and. Everyone knows about. Everyone knows Luke. You know Luke. I am your father. And if I spoiled it for you, go watch the movie. But anyway, like we all know about that, and it's just a part of our culture and and who we are. But what's so funny and and so interesting is that that's what Avengers Endgame. That's what Avengers. That's what this Marvel Cinematic Universe is for me. And if you actually look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, when's the last movie they've made that you've said this isn't a good movie? Right? To me, it's Thor. 
uh, Thor 2. So Thor 1 was phenomenal. I love Thor 1. But Thor 2 for me was one of those movies where I was like, yeah, I don't know if this is uh this is the best the best one in the in the franchise. It's 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 not a movie I'm going to go see again. But it was still a great movie. It just wasn't my favorite in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But as as I'm thinking back like we can't name the last bad. I mean, we've had we all have things about the different movies that we don't enjoy. But they've been great. So anyways, I, anyway, getting back. And so my favorite movie is Black Panther. Um, actually, no. My favorite movie now is Endgame with Black Panther and then Infinity War being the top three for me. But that being said, like, if you look at basically their last couple of movies with Spider-Man, Black Panther, Infinity War, all these movies, uh, except Ant-Man and the Wasp, which was trash. And if you argue anything against that, I don't know if I can mess with you anymore. I just cannot mess with that movie. But that being said, like, I, I, it's just amazing to know that, like, 10 years from now, we're going to watch that movie and be like, this was amazing. CGI was fantastic. Actors, amazing. Like, everything is just great. And it was a part of my generation. And uh, the when the first movie came out, I was 10 years old. And now I'm 20 and finishing on this series. Like, it's just, it's just been great. Oh, almost a decade. Of, oh, a decade of just great movies. Just great movies from 10 to 20. So to me, Endgame is great. Uh, there's parts of it. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, I'll probably make another podcast that's talking about straight spoilers. But with this, um, I just wanted to talk about the ending and how they ended this series so well. I'm not going to get into who they ended it for. Um, and they actually technically, um, stories will go on. But for the people that get goodbyes and the people that um, just everything that happens, it's just a fantastic movie. I'm actually going to go see it again on Friday because I love the movie so much. So I'm, I'm telling you all, like, go see it. And again, I just it's, it's just really cool to look back at culture and be like, this was a part of my time. Like, I get to say, like, I saw this movie and I get to, I got to see the whole universe happen. Now, it's going to be hard to show up that movie with something great or something better. But hey, I think if anyone could do it, Marvel can do it. And I do believe that they're going to do it. So hey, I love the end game. Go check it out. If you haven't seen it yet, go peep because people are putting out more spoilers each and every single day as they go and see the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, go see it before someone spoils it for you. There's that. Uh, next, I want to talk about the NFL draft. All right. Uh, the Eagles had a great NFL draft. I give them an A- on the NFL draft. Uh, it's fantastic, but I just want to talk about uh, one thing about the NFL draft, which is so cool to me. And I think we have something that we need to notice is that guys' dreams are being fulfilled. It's about 255 guys are dreams, or 200, I forgot, 235, whatever it is. 200, just 200 plus guys' dreams are going to be fulfilled by just being called in the NFL draft. Something we have to notice, though, is that a lot of those, many of those guys won't get signed. Many of those guys might get practice squad. Many of those guys aren't won't be that good. They'll, they'll get signed and they'll play for a couple years, but they won't be that good. The average year of an NFL player is three years. That being said, like, isn't it awesome to see like guys' dreams come true? It's always it's always amazing to see guys' dreams just like they're like activated in what God's called them to do, <laughs> and so super cool. And but we gotta talk about a pick that made no sense. 
All right, let's talk about this New York Giants six pick. Now, again, if you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, and you're like, I don't care about the sports. If you skip to about 1020, we'll get to what you want to hear about. But Daniel Jones is picked at number six from Duke. First of all, he's from Duke. I already don't like him. Also, even if he is an okay quarterback, a great quarterback, my thing is you could have got him for at pick 17. You could have gotten a greater guy at pick six and gotten him at pick 17. The coach said, yeah, I know of two people, two teams who are going to pick him up before the sixth pick or before the 17th pick. Ho, ho, ho. No one's picking him up. No one wants that in their life. No, no one's praying for that. So, like, y'all really got to miss me with this idea that he was, like, the savior of the... You know, like, no. <laughs> y'all are tripping. Okay, so Daniel Jones got drafted. And, again, super cool that he got drafted to a team. But, man, every Giants fan I've talked to Every single person I've talked to has said this. What the snap were you doing? You played yourself. You tripping. Okay? Because he, he just didn't have that stock. But again, I love the NFL Draft 1 because it's just so fun to see. There's this clip. Um, and uh, it's this Mo, Mo Gabba. And he, he, gets a, he reads the pickoff in Braille. And he reads off the Ravens draft pick in Braille. And that was something that was so cool to see. Like, wow, like there's an impact. And he he he's a Ravens fan, and to read that off, and he did it perfectly. It seemed like he had no. I don't know how to read him braille. I don't know how people will do read him braille, but he did it fantastic. <laughs> and so, super cool to see. And again, I know that NFL dream, dreams are being shared, but what are you doing? What are you doing? You cannot pick that up. That just can't happen. Anyway, so those those are the, the, the topics, the fun topics of um, of what's the haps, NFL draft stuff, which was tripping, uh, and then Endgame. No spoilers. I didn't even spoil the movie. Man, it's crazy. Uh, everyone dies at the end. Just joking. Uh, and hey, let's get into Lead Well, Young Leader, where we talk about they never taught us. young leader have you ever felt like you've been wanting to talk to God but you feel like you can't because you don't know how to talk to him you don't know how to speak to him you don't know the words to say you don't know the the prayers to speak and 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 you always go well I thought my pastor taught me this and then you realize they never taught us or maybe you feel like you've fallen so deep into a hole you feel like you're so deep into your sin you feel like you've you've failed so much and you feel like now this is the time that the, the lord has destined you to to go to hell and, and and then you're but you're taught that there's there's this god of grace but you don't really get the god of grace because you don't understand the god of grace and you look and you say well i thought my pastor shared the sermon about grace and you realize they never taught us 
Maybe you've been told, hey, there's a free Bible in the back. Grab it on your way out. And you said, yeah, sure, I'll grab the Bible on the way out. And you grab it and you start reading Genesis. And you ask, why would God ever, ever, ever kick us out of this? How does a loving God do this? And then we for and you miss out on the love, the actual context of the love that God is showing throughout the Old Testament. And then you forget that you read through all of the early books of the Old Testament and you forget to read in the New Testament where Jesus, God already had a plan where he says where he's going to hit him over the heel. God already had a plan, but you realize that, hold on, I thought my pastor taught me this, but no, they never taught us. I want you to know that it's okay. I constantly speak about this word called lament. And lament is important. Lament is crucial. Too often in our, in, in our walk of, of life, in our walk of being believers, and you won't use the word Christian, fine. Like, we're told to celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. But I heard from a quote from somebody the other day. I don't know if it was from a believer, but... They said that being sad is a waste of time. Being sad is a waste of time. And God never said that. <laughs> but that gets me back to my point. They never taught us. When I open up with prayer, I say, I've had kids come to me and say, Nate, I don't know how to pray. Nay, I don't know how to talk to God. I don't know if I have to start like on my knees and then do my cross and like I don't I just don't know how to do this. And I constantly hear that, nay, nay, I, I just wasn't taught. I was taught how to jump around. I was taught how to find Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I was taught how to pray, um, you know, pray out loud. And, and, and I was told that I was praying in tongues. But when I look at the fundamentals of who I am and who I believe, they never taught me. Now, this isn't to say that pastors aren't doing their job. And this isn't to say that all pastors need to be fired. No, that's not the thing. But I have two opinions on this. One, we need to teach better. And two, we need to know that we don't have it all together at the same time as well. First, when we need to teach better is first, like, we need to know that we have the Lord. Like, we truly do have the Lord. And so when we teach others about the Lord, we have to teach from our experience and teach from our story. Teach from where you've been at. Don't take, you've heard this before, but don't take people places you haven't been. It's like if you were a tour guide, I've never had a tour guide before, but if you're walking through a place and you have a tour guide who has no clue what everything looks like, it's kind of weird to like ask questions to the tour guide because the tour guide has no clue what he's talking about. But when you walk with the Torah guide, he knows what he's talking about. He can even talk about the intricacies. Where you look at the building, you say, oh, that building's old. But he goes, do you know the history behind that building? I believe when we can take people places we've been, then this is where students, people can feel like they've been taught and that they know what they are doing. Are we teaching our students? Are we? That's why I bring about up the point is they never taught us. And we are in a prime time where students 
are having identity issues. They are struggling with identity. We, we as as pastors, as believers, as leaders, as young life leaders, as whatever you are, we have a, a vital role to teach our students the God that we know of. That we don't have to celebrate all the time, but that it's okay to pray. That prayer doesn't always have to be, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But prayer can also be, Lord, I do not know what's going on and I don't know how to get out of this. Lamentations is beautiful. Lamenting is beautiful. Because you're sitting in the crap and you're finding God in it. Somehow, some way. Maybe it won't be fixed right away, but you're trying to seek God even in the tough situations. They never taught us. I hope that we as a generation can teach the next generation, and I'm in the next generation, so what is really weird, that we can teach our generation how that it's okay not to know how to pray sometimes, that it's okay to be upset sometimes, that it's okay to ask questions, that doubt is normal, we've all doubted before, that grace is real, grace isn't, tra- it, grace isn't transactional, but grace is real and only predicates and, 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 and he loves all children. When we say that he leaves the 99, that we have to understand that maybe we're talking to people who have actually had people leave out of their life. So is telling people that Jesus left the 99 the most beneficial thing that we can do to them? See, I believe we have taught, but we've only taught one way. We've only taught one perspective. We've only looked at the Bible as black and white, but we see that there's so much vibrance and so much color when we read and when we see scripture. That's who my God is. That's who I want to teach who my God is. Not a God of like just ebbs and but no, a God that's loving and present. And you know that key word again, present. He's there. For me, for you, for us. Man, when we can have a faith like that, when we can share out a faith like that, when we can teach a faith like that, then we got it. But also the second point is we don't got all the answers. We don't have it all together. So stop trying, we gotta stop trying to teach people stuff we don't know. <laughs> Don't try to teach people stuff we don't know. I've, I, the best, one of the best pieces of advice that I got from a leader was, you know what the best answer is to any question? I don't know, but I'll find it out later. Because what it says is that, hey, I don't know the answer, but I do know that one day I am going to try to find the answer for you. But we're going to walk through it together. It's a journey together. It's something that we're going to do together. So yeah, like, they never taught us, but we still have a chance to teach others, right? We have students who say, I don't know how to read the Bible. And we freak out and we say, well, get it together. Hurry up and get your life together. Well, what if we never taught them? We can't blame them if they've never been taught. Right? We've heard it before. You don't know what you don't know. You don't. It is impossible for someone to know information that they've never been taught before. Unless it's, uh, you know, our God.
So I want you to know this. The Father, the Lord that we serve, the, uh, the King that we serve, teaches us, gives us examples, sat with people, sat with the disciples, taught them, even questioned them, was kind of sassy sometimes when he taught them, but he always taught out of a place of love, and never a place of you need to get it together or you're out. Okay? Because what I see in the church is we have inclusive exclusivity. Exclusivity. Is that the word? So we, we include people, but it's in an exclusive way. Right? So people can come in, but they got to fit this box. And let's not teach people that. Because God don't care about boxes. He don't care about checking. Oh, you did this. You finally did this. You did this. You did this. What he cares about, what he is for. And this one is the most beautiful thing. Is he is for people coming to him. Coming to him and serving and building and adding to the kingdom of Jesus as a community, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and being able to connect with all of the community. All of the community. Thank you guys for checking out this Lead Well Young Leader. Um, hope that wasn't too weird like to take that new style. Um, and I thought we were going to have a guest this week. We didn't. Uh, the week caught up to me, I'll be honest. The week caught up to me and I wasn't unable to secure a guest. But that being said, uh, join us next week. Uh, I'm not promising a guest, but we should be able to have a guest, have a phone call here with another uh, with another guest that we may have on. So we should be able to secure a guest. If not, forgive me. Um, but thank you guys for checking out. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you for the support. And thank you for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. Peace.